0: and dora and paloma with me of rooted living um when did we meet probably about 10 years ago <laughs> yes <laughs> long time ago yeah, um, days. yeah in the old days so i thought it'd be nice to have a chat with you mainly because it always is but also because um you're doing some really interesting and what i feel is really necessary work and you've helped me like a million times over um so yeah, I just thought it'd be an interesting conversation for people to hear where and how you've come to where you are. Thank you. So um, how? Well, tell us about yourself for people that may be not familiar
1: with you. Yep, yeah, absolutely. My name is Pandora hmm. and I'm an intuitive living coach. I originally trained as a nutritionist, well, trained in yoga and, and, and nutrition at the same time. Um, must have needed my head testing at that point. It <laughs> was a lot. <laughs> um, and. I think even when i was studying in nutrition i i found the whole process um very restrictive and i found a lot of things contradicted itself and no one was really talking about the issues that we have with food or the associations that we have with food Mm. which i myself had had from um kind of eating disorders disordered eating so an eating disorder in my younger years and then when I sort of approached maybe nineteen twenty, what I would call, what we would call now, um, disordered eating, so very much orthorexia, essentially. Obsessed with being healthy. Okay. Um, and so when I was training in my mid-20s in nutrition, I really wanted to look at, actually, our emotional connection to food. Um, so I trained in nutrition, and I started doing straight-up nutrition consultations with people, and I quickly realised that, actually, Um, Whilst I was sort of focusing on anti-diet and intuitive eating, I actually really needed to go deeper with clients and look at how they were living. So where they felt supported, were they feeling purposeful, did they enjoy their jobs, how was their relationship? Mm. All of these things, belief systems, you know, negative self-talk. And it was all this stuff that was impacting how they were eating. It wasn't the food itself. So I I trained... um, I did just an online course actually in, in life coaching because at this point I trained in yoga, meditation, nutrition, yeah. um, I've most recently kind of retrained uh, trained in EFT, but I'd done so many different courses. It was that that sort of pulled together, I, I called yeah. myself an intuitive living coach. And I was very lucky that actually I've always been someone who's really pull, called on her intuition and have been a very intuitive person. And for me, it was really imparting the knowledge on people that you know the answers. It's about perhaps facilitating a space for you to come to that answer and also getting rid of the inner critic and the negative self-talk, the old beliefs. And once you do that, you create space for intuition to come through and feel empowered in making those choices. So I trained, in a nutshell, trained in coaching. um, And then, you know, that sort of brought me to where I am today, which is I call myself an intuitive life, um, intuitive living and business coach. So yeah. I now do business coaching based on the success of my business over the last sort of five, six years. Um, but again, it's the same thing, you know, people feel inhibited in their business because of probably old patterns and beliefs and stories that they're reliving such as what I call the universal belief, I'm not good enough, and how much does that stop you in actually pursuing the dreams that you want mm. to. So it's all very similar in terms of a process that I would use with clients, but um, I mean, they say that you do what you you uh, you what you need to do, and I definitely think you know that idea of self-development is something I feel very passionate about, particularly with women, um, and it's a process that I have, have been on and, and continue to be on yeah. even now. So I, you know, really, I suppose I, I once said I empower women. I don't. I think I help women see their own power. Yeah,
0: I've heard that as well. I really love that. um I think it's such a difference. There's such a difference in saying, "Oh, I'm empowering you," because you actually you're still holding the power.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's really exactly. powerful. Um so you. Did you do a stint in PR? Yeah, so moved to London at 16. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Went to uni. Actually, no, I didn't. I did a BTEC. I trained as a makeup artist. Oh, no way. For two years. I was working at Tony and Guy before that, So (laughs) on a Saturday. So I trained in hair and makeup. Oh, wow. And then I did a year of photography and styling, and then I sort of went on to my degree, which was PR and marketing, which I never um, completed. 'Cause I got offered a job. By this point I was sort of working every Friday at um a company called Purple. And yeah. then someone moved from there to Estee Lauder and Tom Ford and I and I moved with her basically. So worked my way up to sort of director level, mid-twenties, bought a flat, you yeah, know, had it, it ticked all of those boxes all, yeah, yeah. and was sort of like, I'm really actually not enjoying life. Like I felt a bit lost. <sighs> um and it was actually a really bad relationship that sort of prompted me to go to therapy. Um, and I went freelance, so I was doing freelance PR, working between Ibiza and London, came out of a bad relationship, had a lot of um, therapy, this woman called Elaine, who absolutely changed my life. And that sort of became the start of what I would say, my, you know, my self-development journey. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, the skills that I learned in PR are very much the skills that I now share with my business clients around being seen and heard and messaging and communicating. So I still use sort of so much of that, that experience you know in the work that I do now um but yeah I think and I and I notice that I, I work with a lot of people who sort of you know I'm doing this I'm at the top of my game but actually I feel like there's something else for me now and sort of navigating that because it can yeah. feel quite overwhelming society you know to hear of an intern at 40 for example you might be a bit embarrassed about that well there's no embarrassment you know yeah. it's using experiences and doing trying something new I don't think we have one thing that we do our whole lives, yeah you know, great if that's your if that's your bag and that's your journey. But you know we're constantly growing and evolving, and I think we sort of need to, exp- you know, live all of those different experiences.
0: the The idea of having a job that you will do forever, I, th- I mean it's quite out. I feel it's quite outdated now, and I think it's it's slowly dying away with generations, and mm. um, and the idea of going to university and studying for this one thing that's forever going to be your thing. It's so um ill-fitting for so many people
1: yeah absolutely yeah. i'm going to encourage my daughter to sort of you know do the school of life and experience lots of different things and try lots of new things and see what works and you know i absolutely now feel like i'm living my dharma my purpose mm. but in 10 years time hey that might change and that's okay you know i think it's, again it's building that resilience there's a really good book called company of one that i read recently and he talks about this kind of idea of actually when it's you you can you know the smaller the company the more you can adapt and change given the circumstances of the economy or you know the way that the world is changing and i really i really enjoyed that so actually if i wanted to go 100 percent business coaching and not do any of the other i could do that because it's just me and my sister and it's quite easy to kind of change that process yeah um yeah so i think you know it's it's good to think that there's you know there are opportunities yeah
0: and not confine ourselves to one one box one boundary yeah um how have you found you have a little one yeah how have you found the juggle because you're you're incredibly driven and incredibly successful and you have so much time for other people um and you give other people a lot of your energy how have you found have you found it a juggle navigating the journey into motherhood Mm. becoming a mum
1: Yeah, I think I learned a lot from having Romilly. Um, I realised how much my identity was wrapped up in my job. And then, of course, that shifted because my identity became that, but also being a mum. Yeah. Um, I wrote my book when I was on my maternity leave. So Romilly started at a childminder when she was about three months old, just a day a week, and then she went up to two days, I think, when she was six months. And by nine months, she was there three days a week. And I continued working, I think, for six months, three days a week. And then I needed that fourth day eventually. Mm. Um, and I now only work four days a week. I have my Fridays with her every week without fail. Um, and if I can, I sort of, you know, if i have having a quieter day, I've just changed it. So I work with clients every other week, which means I have those weeks yeah. where I can take an afternoon off and take her somewhere if I want to. Um, I think it made me realise that I love my job and <clears throat> I love being a mum. I need to work. like yeah. I, it's just a non-negotiable for me to you know to serve others. Um, but I think it definitely has taught me and I've actually been working with someone who's sort of an energetic healer um, to protect myself. I have to protect myself a lot now. So I do kind of a cleansing protection ritual in the morning no, protection ritual in the morning, cleansing ritual in the evening, um, in between seeing clients, so whether that's face to face or yeah get the palo santo out yeah. um, whether that's you know face to face or online i just make sure that i just and i do use a bit of palo or i just sort of you know do a very short meditation just to clear anything um i've been working with this woman called jenny who actually specializes in sort of ch- ch- um mothers and children um and she's brilliant but she sort of taught me a lot of things around that level of protection because of course i'm holding space for people sometimes you know i'm dealing if i'm doing eft or matrix and re-imprinting with them there's a lot of that trauma that's coming out and so you have to be very aware of protecting yourself and making sure that you're not allowing that to become your story Mm -hmm. um which i learned a lot around sort of birth because everyone wants to tell you about oh well i had this difficult dinner and i was very much like that's your story not mine that's your story not mine um but i think yeah i i feel proud that romilly will know that i've always worked you know i am I, I wouldn't call myself a single mum now. I have a very wonderful co-parent. Um but, you know, I am responsible for the home and the mortgage and her, you know, and her. Yeah. And he is responsible for his part in that and um I feel really proud that she will know that, you know, I worked and and the work that I do as well. Yeah. You know, um to to help, you know, as I say women see their power and know that they they can do you know anything is possible for them if they yeah. if they want it
0: yeah that's incredible for a little girl to grow up with that yeah. as a role model I think it's yeah. really great um and I've said many times that I think the way that you have rolled out this past year has just been incredible thank you <laughs> um yeah really admirable um you had a book come out last year this year this year, this year. Yeah. tell
1: me about your book. So it's called Intuitive Living, Six Weeks to Self-Love, Intuitive Eating, and Reclaiming Your Mind and Body Connection. It was actually based on what is now, um, it used to be a live six-week program that I did. Mm. And now it's, um, it's actually going to be coming um, automated in January. But there will still be the live elements so people get um, access to me via a Facebook a private Facebook group. Um, and essentially it takes people, again, intuitive eating, brilliant. But it wasn't looking at that bigger picture, which for yeah. me I felt was really important. Um, and also, you know, really looking at the belief system around food, our connections to how we um, observed food growing up, and th- yeah. that stuff that has the bigger impact. And it can be harder to unpick that stuff because it's very deeply ingrained. So I work with a lot of women who don't even really know because it's so deep in their subconscious. And actually that's why I trained in EFT and matrix re-imprinting because we sort of go in and reprogram our beliefs and you can go a lot deeper. Sometimes I I take people back to the womb. I myself have gone back to the womb. And there's something that I have felt or sensed as, you know, as a a very small child, you know, a human, um, that has caused and had an impact on a belief system. So... um, yeah, so I, I don't go as deep as that in in the book. You know, obviously it's very personal from person to person, but it takes you through the journey. So self-love is true love. Um, looking at that inner critic and our belief system around food, why we restrict, all of mm. the sort of diet mentalities. Um, and then we look at connecting to intuition. Take it bigger to sort of satisfaction so actually looking at at life
0: yeah um
1: and then sort of the 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 last chapter is creating your own rules so you know an element of law of attraction and manifesting um however you want to call it but really looking at now it's time for you to step into that power and with all of that time that you were thinking about food in your body that you're not going to be doing um what are you going to use that time with and and how are you going to move forward yeah so um it's sort of my version of of intuitive eating which is why i called it intuitive living because it's it takes a a a sort of more um open um approach so it sort of looks at every area of life versus just food it
0: feels really holistic yeah um yeah you can't sort of heal one part without healing the whole yeah um for anyone that isn't sure or doesn't know what is eft and matrix imprinting yes reprinting yeah
1: so EFT um, was created by Gary Craig, and um, it's essentially tapping on various systems. So if you think about acupuncture and you know different meridian points essentially, yeah. it's the same thing. We tap on different parts of the body um, to release traumas. Yeah. And, and you know beliefs come from usually traumatic experiences. Sometimes it can be something as simple, you know. Remember, as a ch- we essentially build our beliefs from the age of naught to six. Um, so, as a child, something might have been said to us we don't understand as an a- what we how we would understand as an adult. Yeah. So we f- take it on as a story or a belief, um, and so EFT taps through, so works through those beliefs. You can use it for stress, fear of flying, anything around, you know food mentalities, body image, um, limiting beliefs, you know, I'm not good enough, I fear, you know, I can't be seen in the world. Um, And then Matrix um, was created by sort of one of the EFT masters, a guy called Carl Dawson. And that's where we sort of go a bit deeper into that subconscious. We go into what we call an echo, which is essentially a memory. So Safe and I can use of a, a journey that I've had with EFT and Matrix, um, not feeling uh, good enough, and I was taken back, um, you know, to a memory, and then I went back to it, in, and what happens is once you go into the echo, those those memories can can come up, yeah, sort of like a safe space, um, and I I sort of went back, as I say, I did end up going back to the womb, but I um, went back to a memory that I had when I was must have been about two and a half three my dad would very often say so my pet pa- he left when i was very young 6 months and he would say i'll pick her up on friday you know or saturday morning and i would wait i would wait at the kitchen in the kitchen sat on the side waiting for him to come and he wouldn't come and it had created this belief that i wasn't good enough that he you know he would never come yeah. and, and also it created a bit of a belief around having to be responsible you, know, you can't rely on people yeah so and then i went e- back even further so when you essentially go in you tap on your younger self maybe you bring in you know mum or you yourself as an adult goes in and what does that what does little little you need well she needs to know that she's safe okay so let's let her know that she's safe and then you basically reprogram that memory or that echo okay and it means that when you then and you reimprint it um, so at the end, you sort of bring in. So you want to get down to a sort of a two or three, you know, out of ten. So you know, I feel quite, quite n- neutral or positive about that experience now. And then you re- essentially what what we call kind of reimprint it, um, and it means that when you then look back on that, on that memory, yeah. it's actually very neutral. Sometimes it'd be really positive, and that's sort of how we rework beliefs. Okay. So we go in and we yeah we go we go deep with it and and it's important because you know even the work as a coach, you know there's a lot of people talking about positive affirmations, yeah right, but if you don't believe it or you have got a very deep rooted belief system, it's a positive an affirmation's a positive lie, yeah you know, I'm happy yeah. everything is working out for me if you don't believe it, it's yeah. not going to work because it's not resonating with you, but equally, if there's a deep rooted block or belief, you've got to work on that, yeah in order to then be able to step into to that space where it's safe for me to be seen or I am good enough. So, you know, it's, it can be quite deep work, but I think it can be, feel very enlightening yeah. and, and it becomes very light because you're not carrying the weight of that, of that belief. So, yeah. you know, I'm always encouraging my clients to look at how that belief actually doesn't just affect, they might come to me and say, I don't feel good enough in my career or it's not safe to me, for me to be visible. And I will ask them and encourage them to look at how that belief has actually affected their relationship. If they're a mother, how they yeah. how they mother um, their careers. You know, you've got to look at you know the relationship yeah. to their bodies because a belief system can be re-experienced, but not just in that one area. It's sort of re-experienced in many. Yeah. So matrix is really um powerful and. I sort of got into it because I was doing a lot of EFT videos around sort of abundance and manifesting and um and it just it just felt really powerful to me and even just sometimes, you know, if I'm sat on the train I'll just tap some points and, and I'll i I'll say my affirmations in my head and it just sort of made everything feel a bit more vibrant and then I decided that I wanted to train in it just sort of to really get deep deeper with my yeah. clients and help them shift a lot of that those old blocks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really powerful. When you said earlier about um you went to therapy and that kind of kick started your journey on uh,
1: self-development. Self development. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah.
0: I it really it really resonates because I think we do carry so much conditioning and unconscious stuff from yeah. like you said, not six, right? That's when a lot of our um belief, belief systems are put yeah. in place and learnt behaviour. Um we don't know how good we can feel, unless we start unpicking. Yeah. And I think you know when you say that that sort of kick started that self discovery. It's like, yeah, it feels good to let stuff go. Yeah,
1: you're holding on to so yeah. much, so much stuff, and and actually, I think what keeps you not unpicking it is the fear of what's on the other side. Absolutely. Because that bit in the middle can feel really heavy, really yeah. dark, and it's like you know sometimes I was I would walk out of that room like. And that was it for me for the weekend. It's like, pfft, I'm flawed. Like, yeah. I've just released a lot. But, you know, I've got to a point where, and that's sort of really why I wanted to do coaching because I'm very much a forward thinker. You know, I like thinking bigger vision. I love thinking about the future without kind of attaching myself to those goals, but yeah. just enjoying it, um, enjoying the process. But for me, coaching was sort of, okay, we've dealt with some of this stuff, but where are we going now? You know, yeah, what's next Keep moving. From? yeah and it is you know it's an ongoing journey um i just launched in november i'm I'm currently um, in the process of a four-week course called the magnetic woman and that was created because i have probably had my most challenging year to date Mm. um and the resilience that i feel that i've built and the because of the tools because a lot of the coaching tools that i use myself and obviously share with my clients I realized that I, was like, I still feel really magnetic. Things have really worked out for me this year. It's been my best year in business. I launched my book. There's been some real down points, but it was like, how, have I, how am I still feeling okay? <laughs> and it got me thinking about this idea of like being a magnetic woman, like building resilience, embodying every part of you feeling shame ashamed you know feeling vulnerable but knowing that's just life Mm. and 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 that's sort of how this four-week program was built and i was saying to you earlier it was my most successful in terms of numbers launched to date and it feels really good you know actually i'm teaching i wanted women to walk into 2020 feeling magnetic and Mm. that sort of that was my intention um so you know even in your darkest moments there are brilliant moments of growth i read something um yesterday was like you know is it a breakdown or a breakthrough
0: you know there's always a bit of a muddle in between isn't there (laughs) yeah it's
1: like well actually you know you've got to have the dark moments and the challenges to as you say to know how good you can feel yeah and then it's like actually that that becomes my new normal i don't want to go back there again this is my new normal and now i just keep continue working on that
0: yeah i remember we had a session in the summer um And we, we met for a coffee and obviously I've been working with Pandora as a intuitive business coach over the summer. And, um, which, which means being quite vulnerable and, and sort of putting all of your stuff out on the table. I'm not good enough. I've got imposter syndrome. I don't feel this, that, you know, and, um, I remember you said, you know, I need to be fully transparent with you because you've been really vulnerable with me. And you told me about your separation from your partner. And I was like, woof, you're really, you know, that's, that's not just talking the talk and i think that really shines through with what you and how you work with people because there are so many we have so much traffic and noise around us especially when it comes to online and magazines tv every you know and so many buzzwords around self care and well-being and all of this yeah. kind of stuff and it's really easy to get lost in that in the noise but when you have someone that's you're so clearly aligned with what you're doing and that really shines through in the way that you work and the way that you communicate to your clients and it was mm. it was just i was quite taken aback
1: yeah.
0: by the honesty and the openness that you put out
1: well, i think you have to you have to walk the walk the walk talk the talk you know as a coach if you're not working on yourself or you're holding on to stuff you will be projecting that onto yeah you know your clients and i think so much of yeah the work that i do is like it's okay whatever you're feeling I've either felt it yeah. or I'm going to feel it at some point. We're all in this together. No one's got it all figured out. Yeah. And I think certainly in the coaching world, as it's grown over the last year, I would say, there's a lot of positive affirmations and, you know, go get it, you know, mm. slay the day. And it's kind of like, yeah, absolutely. But equally, you know, there are going to be some challenges. And this is what I would recommend if you're faced with that. Yeah. You know, don't just pretend it's OK or don't just work, for, you know, try and, jump over that hurdle it's like you've got to work on that yeah because that's going to just come up time and time and time and time again let's deal with it now and you know yeah I think I mean my I call sort of my my religion my spirituality is my religion and I do deeply trust that everything happens for a reason and so even you know through separation it was like I'm being called to do this and Gonna be difficult, but I I've gotta do this. I've got yeah. to, I've got I've got to step away from this. And yeah, there've been some real challenges along the way, but it's like actually we've come up the other side. Like, we're both better off, aren't we? Yeah, we've got a relationship now, we have to, we've got a kid. Um, and that was again a, a process, but it you know, it's being vulnerable. Being yeah. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. This is going down, like <laughs> yeah but here's how I'm gonna try and get through it. And they sort of say, you know and i see this a lot with some of my clients that they do the work and they're meditating and visualizations and affirmations and then things start flowing and it's like i'm reaching my money goals and this is happening i've got my clients and they stop doing the work and it's like mm. no 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 you've got to keep at this <laughs> you know it's repetition builds a habit yeah you know it's like if you quit smoking or quit drinking like you have got to do it for a certain level of time they say what 28 days to break a habit um but you know it's this, it's it's that stuff because things will slide back in yeah so you know making sure and i'm not saying this has to be a daily practice but i think just knowing that there are going to be down days there's going to be up days and you've always got that toolkit to come to so actually today it's about offloading i'm going to do some journaling tomorrow you know my energy feels a bit low i'm going to do some dancing i'm going to do some eft you know you just choose what you need week to week day to day um and
0: giving yourself permission to prioritize yourself in that yourself right in that process yes. yeah
1: so knowing when to say no well, actually i'm not gonna do that because i'm feeling a bit tired today or um you know the work of Maisie hill where she talks about yeah. you know actually working with as a woman your flow throughout the the month and you know we can be limitless as women absolutely but we do also have limits because we have a monthly cycle that we yeah. need to work with and not against and it's all of these different things i think as a woman you become more aware yeah you know your days you know when you're going to need a bit of extra self-care you know it doesn't necessarily stop me if i'm like doing a talk on the day that my, yeah. my period but i know a few days prior i should probably have everything planned and i should have a couple of days of you know rest yeah beforehand so it's just being a bit more organized and just again being more aware aware yeah. of your cycle aware of your emotions aware of when you're feeling a bit drained yeah aware pushing of pushing it all down yeah oh, exactly yeah, which we are
0: so conditioned to do i think you everything's know. fine
1: yeah oh, that was me i was yeah, the yeah. everything's fine girl <laughs> everything's fine people pleaser it's like no it's really not yeah you know so unpackage that stuff and you know i don't think you know especially in the world of social media i don't think you need to share every tiny detail um you know i just sort of put it out there that was going through a bit of an awakening and you know here's what I'm learning and I'm sharing that with you but you know um yeah Yeah. I think it's good to sort of show that what does Lucy Sheridan call it the scrapbook and not just the showreel yeah which I really loved you know yeah we're all all just living yeah
0: everyone's human yeah we have our ups and downs um you work a lot with goals and visions and vision boards. Mm. What are your goals for 2020? Because oh. we've just sat and gone through mine. Yes,
1: <laughs> I know. I think for me, so I've done a fair amount of moving. Um, so my, my sort of first goal and moving back into what was the family home tomorrow. Um, so I'm project Pinterest, <laughs> project paint, um, project home. So for me, stability is a word that's been coming up quite a lot. Um, in terms of just really sort of establishing a base again. yeah, um, I do sort of work half the week in London then half the week um, I'm in Kent. And I like that dynamic. Um, so stability is something that's coming through. For me next year, it's sort of s- fewer but bigger. Um, I'm creating a lot more um, content, um, programmes for sort of self-development that people could do at their own pace, so sort of pre-recorded stuff. Um I think I've got another book in me, so I'm gonna start the preparations for that. I think that'll be a, a goal a big goal for next year. Um and just continuing the growth of my business, you know, I really want to reach more women. So yeah. my thing for another word that's coming coming up for me is generosity for next year and actually being able to provide a lot of support for people, you know, be generous with the knowledge that I have. Mm-hmm. Um the magnetic woman will continue. It's been really successful. So that will be an online course that I'll be doing live. Um and yeah, so stability, generosity, um, and expansion, you know, really expanding on what I've created this year. Yeah. And kind of making it bigger and better next year. Um so I don't sort of have like finite goals. Um I've 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 really achieved I think everything I wanted for this year. I wanted to travel more and I've done a fair amount of travelling yeah. this year. Um, I wanted to reestablish my yoga practice, which I have done, um, and deepen my meditation. That was sort of my, my personal goals. And then my business goals were to work with 300 women, which I think I've definitely, definitely done. I needed to sort of tally up. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I think my word, my word for this year was authenticity, and it was really about finding my voice. Wow. Which I feel like I've really done. Yeah. So now it's about, okay, people know know what to come to me for. Yeah. So now I'm about expanding it for next year. Yeah. So I I sort of I did um uh, a free workshop the other day about goals and intentions and I used to be very sort of this is the goal, but now I'm really sitting in the intention. So yeah. I want to feel this, you know, I want things to flow really well. Yeah. It's like the goal could be to reach the top of the mountain, but the intention is to really enjoy every moment of it use your senses yeah. you know really connect with mother nature if the weather changes and you can't reach the top of the mountain you've still reached the y- intention yeah. you've still you know you've still got got it you've yeah. done it um and i think again you know when working with people have the vision see it but don't attach to it yeah because it might if it's like you know i want to make 50k this year and it has to you know it, i'm going to do that through this 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 it's like but what if actually someone wants to pay you 10 grand to go and do a TV show? You, you can't, you know, yeah. can't just, just attach yeah, that, that one so true. outcome. It has to sort of allow things to flow. Um, I did a, a, a day retreat recently, and um, there's an actress that came, and she, said she really wanted to be on a specific show. I won't say it for confidential, you know. Confidential <laughs> like
0: dying to know.
1: Um, and I, I said to her, but in only focusing on that one TV show are you inhibiting others to come in? And she was like, oh my God, I've been so attached to that one yeah. show that I'm not actually open, you know, in in law of attraction and manifesting, it's like, what are you open to receiving? If you want that 50 grand, hey, someone might, you know, you might win the lottery or yeah, yeah, don't yeah. just attach to that one thing, like be yeah. open to sort of the way that it could work out for you. Yeah. um, And you know, it's good to sort of write down the brands that you might want to work with or, you know, how many p- women you'd like to work with and, you know, really sort of let yourself go there. Yeah. But be open to it sort of, you know, the journey of it as well. Yeah, I
0: like get that's like intuitive living, right? Yeah. You've got to go with what feels right for you exactly. at that time. Exactly. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, you know, Magnetic Woman was something that came to me over the course of a couple of days and it was like, boom, I'm doing this. Yeah. The sales page went on the website, Booking stuff came. It just was st- such a... Calling to to do it, and I just you know I'm quite good at that actioning yeah done um but it felt I was completely called to do it, and that is what you know intuitive living is about if you're called to do something, or if something comes in and it makes your heart sing or makes you feel a bit sort of oh this yeah. this could be you know explore it, yeah you know things come in for a reason, things yeah. don't you know nothing happens um yeah you just you're always being guided i think and if you can trust that that's so much in part the resilience that i'm talking about like okay this isn't great but it's happening for a reason what can i learn from this Mm. you know it's always what can i learn from it and unfortunately it is also about looking at yourself why is this triggering me you know yeah when we're judging other people it's normally a mirror for our insecurities and i think you you know that that is the most vulnerable part of my of my work like okay what is this teaching you you know because you can't change that person you can only change yourself yeah so where do we need to explore yeah you know that change so yeah Hmm. um do you work with men it just came up because i know obviously you primarily focus on women, but do you work with men? I haven't yet, but this week I've had two people reach out. One was um someone who came to my day retreat and wants me to meet her husband. Um <laughs> and another client actually said that she'd sent my details to someone. So I I only work with women. Um but that's not to say it's the same work, yeah. you know, if you're willing to do the work then yeah. Yeah. I work with sort of I work with slightly younger kids on the intuitive eating. Yeah. Um coaching. Sometimes I think having that sort of more big sister, yeah. you know, versus parent can really help with anyone. You know, kids who've got sort of disordered eating, which mm. we're seeing more and more, which is mm. incredibly sad. But um, yeah, I I I don't work with. I haven't worked with men, but you know, never say never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd
0: be interesting. Yeah. Um. Cool. Thank you so much My for pleasure. your time. Thank My you. Pleasure. Thank you. Um.
1: Where can people find you if they would like to find you? So um, it's Pandora Paloma underscore on Instagram, and then my website is rootedliving.co. Wicked.
0: Thank you so much. My pleasure.